104 years ago, a pastor of the Crossroads Presbyterian Church had a vision that in this particular valley of Richmond Township, there should be a Presbyterian Church. Dr. L.R. McAvoy was an individual who had great vision. Through his gratuitous efforts, through his stubbornness and persuasion, eventually on this day, May 20th, 100 years ago, in 1871, a church was formed, the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown. Tonight, one of Dr. McAvoy's successors, a personal friend, the Reverend Ronald P. Saladay, pastor of the Crossroads Presbyterian Church, is with us tonight and brings greetings from our Mother Church. Every now and then it comes to some parent who stands about five foot four to look up in the air at a son that stands about six foot seven and say to themselves, what have we done? And it's with similar feelings that I come from Crossroads Church to bring you greetings this evening. As Mr. Morley indicated, Leland McAvoy came over here back in the 1860s and was preaching in the schoolhouse for some time and then helped with some of the residents of this valley to build the first church over here. And in April of 1871, after some opposition, I, I've noted that there was some opposition in, in, in three different places in histories. I suspect it was something like there'll never be enough people out there to have two churches. But after some opposition, in April of 1871, the Presbytery of Allegheny granted those who had worked so hard from this congregation a separate organization, and Aaron Williams chaired the committee to organize the church. I went back over our session minutes in the 1800s, and they were very brief. They only met twice a year and they didn't keep very full minutes, but I did find that on May 10th of that year they granted letters to all those who were members of Crossroads to the approved but not yet organized First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown. And then on May 20th, on a Friday, so a Thursday, James Sweet preached and your church was organized with 58 members. Three men, Robert Gilliland, John Ewalt, and James Wilson, who were at that time members of the, or elders, and members of the Crossroads Church, were elected, ordained, and installed as elders that night. I look back at what they've done. 
I feel rather deeply rooted in Presbyterianism out here. I'm a native of Glenshaw and grew up in the Glenshaw Presbyterian Church. And remember what a few people did in that church. And I look out today at what happened because of the 58 people who began the Bakerstown Church a hundred years ago. And I'm filled with hope. You're looking forward, not only backward, but forward to 2071. And if 58 people in the name of Christ could have begun what is here today, what can all of you do by 2071? It's great. And I bring to you from the Crossroads Presbyterian Church our faith in Christ and in your faith, our deep desire that in the years to come there will come from you the kind of witness that has come in the past and that there may be the kind of life and light and love and growth that has been a part of this church for so long. God bless you. Samuel B. Allison, William J. Whiteside, G. W. Brashear, Robert Gilliland, S. H. Allen, George W. Ewalt, Thomas P. Austin, John E. Walt. These are some of the 58 names that were read in this room 100 years ago today. Oh, the church looked a little different. The one room went just as far as this first light. The pulpit stood where now is the organ console, the front door, now this middle window. The 58 people came and stood right here in this same area where in a few minutes 38 young people, a part of this year's communicants class, will come and publicly become a part of the body of Jesus Christ when they confess their faith in him as did those people 100 years ago. I wish they could be here tonight together with Reverend McAvoy, Dr. Williams who headed the committee of Allegheny Presbytery that brought this body into organization. I wish W.G. Stewart could be here the man who was yet unordained, but who led this congregation and was eventually ordained within this church. I wish all of them could be here because tonight they are witnessing, I hope, from the great house of many mansions above, the evidence of their hope, their confidence in those things which were to them unseen, but because which of their faith we are their reality.
We are the evidence of those things which they could not see but which they believed in. We are the fulfillment of that hope which was their faith. So on this ninth of nights, we who are apart by God's goodness and providence to be privileged to be here on this historic occasion, this is a time when we can confess our faith anew in Jesus Christ, who is the Son of the God of the author of faith. For we see a church here which represents 100 years of faith. And in this we have the definition of what faith is and can do. For again, that tangible or intangible quality which is a part of a Christian's life is all tied up in this thing that we call faith. We know that without faith no man can please God. We heard that in the scripture lesson tonight from that roll call of faith, the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. No man can please God without faith. And that is a testimony to this particular church that has been trying to please God for a century. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. And did not our Lord himself say that according to your faith be it unto you? If those great giants, our forefathers, had not faith a hundred years ago, we wouldn't be here today. But because they had faith in the God who is still alive, in the Jesus Christ who by the power of his Spirit still speaks to men and women and young people, they came to this particular place. And as Mr. Saladay has told us, according to the record, it wasn't easy to begin this church. The mother church didn't want to see the people leave. It's never easy to see leaders leave a church to go out and to form a new church. But they let them go, and these men and women of faith came and on this particular part of the real estate of God's kingdom built this church where now this night we sit. You can't do anything without faith. And tonight we are bearing testimony to that truth which God tells us again and again in the scripture, that without faith we just cannot please God or do anything constructively for his kingdom. But tonight we're also bearing witness to the truth that with faith you're never quite sure where you're going to end up. When a person takes on the Lord Jesus Christ, and like Abraham of old, goes out. Sometimes he goes out, as did Abraham, not knowing where he was going, because faith leads you into new areas and new arenas. I'm sure when, when Mr. Ewell and some of these others, Jimmy Wilson and Robert Gilliland, and those individuals were making brick down here, where the present Richland Youth Foundation stands, and we're carrying them up here by horse-drawn carts and, and building the foundation of this very building. I'm sure they had no concept that today, 100 years later, people would be a part of a, a building complex valued at more than three-quarter of a million dollars. 
I'm sure when those 58 people joined church that day, they didn't realize that 100 years to the very day, a group of people would be joining that would make the membership more than 1,458. When they built this thing in faith, they had no more idea what was going to happen than when many of you, under the leadership of my predecessors, were willing to gamble with faith and to go out on a limb with your time and your talents and your money and, and to make a church which is doing something for the kingdom of God through the power of Jesus Christ. No, when you enhance that intangible called faith and believe in the living Lord and are willing to follow wherever he leads, no one knows where he'll end up. But the third thing we must remember about faith is that God always rewards those who are faithful. Those who use their faith find goals and rewards far outseating their greatest wishes and dreams. And this is our hope here tonight because we meet as a family of faith. We are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ who on a Thursday night nearly 2,000 years ago commanded his disciples in whose name we live to go out into the world in faith and to teach people that God loves them and that through Jesus Christ they can be born anew again alive. We're here tonight to give thanksgiving to this God who has rewarded us so richly. And it is most appropriate on this night that we receive into the membership of the church 38 young people who on this day, which is not only the last day of our first century, but the first day of our second century of history, that we receive them into our fellowship and allow them to be reminded of the truth that this is a church of faith. Now to help them to do this, Mr. Bruder has prepared for each one of them a memento. The dates, 1871-1971, I and then printed individually each name, received my first communion on May 20th, 1971, 100 years to the day after the first communion celebrated at the First Presbyterian Church, Bakerstown, Pennsylvania. Each th all of the 38 will receive his own individual memento. And then tonight, as he or she takes First Communion, we want you to take the cup which is passed to you by the elders. We want you to keep that. And in the hole which is prepared, we want you to place that cup, and this becomes your memento of the historic occasion. I hope the leadership of the church does not think me wrong nor too generous when I tell everyone that on this occasion, which is so historical, if you would be interested in taking the communion cup and maybe you've been a member of this church for many years, go ahead, take it. 
You can put an extra dime in the offering plate and you'll allow you to This is something which is yours, and young people, and those of us who take our communion cups from which we drink this night, may it be a constant reminder, for some of you will be here 25, 50, 75 years from tonight, and may this be a reminder of a church that is serving a Christ through faith, knowing that without faith we can do nothing. As we follow the living Lord in faith, we will find roads yet that we cannot even imagine we will be called upon to follow, but we will remember that with faith the rewards will be greater than anything that we can even dream or imagine. Judd Wiley, please call the communicants forward. Thank <laughs> you.